What's up, Internet World? Okay, coming to you live from the Grove Studio today. Um, today, I'm um, going to make an effort to go through my new setup. Um, and not so well. Earlier this year, I got I uh, well. Where should I start? The um, this is going to focus on this device that's here in front of me called the Boss Five Hundred Five. And this is the second sort of edition of it. And um, hopefully try to put some planning into this in terms of how it's laid out. And I put some work into developing what I can do on this. But I'm just really excited about this device. Here, give, give me one second. Uh, we're going to pull up. That's going to be more helpful to me. I want to make sure it's coming in. I'll be able to see anybody's comments uh, there on the computer there. Um, I'm going to do my best. I don't do a lot of this stuff where I organize um, sort of uh, info about a device. But um, I put some time into this. I, 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 two years ago, I was using, or maybe it was even three, I was using the Boss 505, the first the first version of it. I was really excited about it because it allows you to you, you can create basically full mixes of songs and you can sync them in a way where you can get uh, verses and choruses uh, and and trigger them um, in such a way where you can still play the music and it can it can really approach as close to anything I've ever seen in a looper um, what a an actual song feels like you know the momentum or the energy flow that's more natural. Um, you know, not when you get in a looper. A lot of times what I've seen with <clears throat> most looping performances is <clears throat> it's just the same loop, you know, over and over and over and over again. And even as high quality of audio as people have, you know, record onto it, you know, great instruments or great quality of recording um, or interesting loops, um, it still ends up being the same phrase the same musical phrase repeated um, but with this device you can actually set up the tracks so that they can sort of trigger off of each other and that way you can actually create um, you know movements in the music it's still nothing um, it's still not the same as playing with a, a live band where or playing you know solo where you can take it take the music anywhere you feel inspired to go but um, it's pretty dang cool and I've made a decent amount of progress, and I just wanted to make a video. I don't know, partly for myself, but if because I don't, I don't really know who who watches you know these videos. But um, I've I've put a lot of time into learning this stuff, and um, uh, I think it's really cool. So um, anyway, I'm gonna try to show it through these different camera angles, and I want to explore just overall everything that I've laid out here, and. Um, and move through what each each uh, device, what the purpose it serves, and why it's useful. So <clears throat> I'm actually going to pull up another camera angle here. Well, maybe I should... Um, all right, one of the coolest things about this device is that you can just literally just create. You know, anything that comes to your head, just build off of it and make music. So 
I'll demo something. I mean, I made a couple of jams today that were just completely spontaneous, made up, and I'm like, I love it. You know, I. So there's no <laughs> no guarantee that it's gonna you're gonna come up with something great every time. But um, if anybody watching could let me know uh, how the sound's coming through, it looks like it's going out right, and I'll watch the video after to check. But. So. All right. So just trying to make up something like. did tune before I came on here, but then I, I played a bit and so I probably played it out of tune. All right, so if anybody wants to make a, a sort of a request of what, like maybe throw an adjective out there. Try something I did earlier. The bass thing sounded weird. It used to. 
I don't know why it's not, uh, it doesn't feel like it's working like it was. Got the guitar to bass. That all looks right. It sounds like all high end, which it didn't, it wasn't sound like that earlier. Never sounded like that. I don't know how to explain that.
Okay. All right, I've had better jams. Um, but um, what's been cool, like I've had some. What's one of the things that's been really cool in the last I don't know week or so that I've really been jumping into this is um, the jams that I've come up with are so different, and it's like I've made such really unique and interesting music, at least to me. Um, but um, like I made one that sounded like the Hava Nagila or something, and then uh, I mean one okay. Let's let's jump into it. One one of the things that I think is so cool about this is literally you can pull if you put the time in beforehand. So you know I've got the Bosch five hundred five a keyboard that's pulling from a library of music in uh, the laptop. Um, the foot pedals I think are really necessary just as triggers because this is a tabletop um, controller. This is a tabletop looper, and so you can operate with your hands, which is great. It's useful, but um, part of what helps make the music feel like, you know, live, moving music is that you want to be able to either be singing or playing the instrument while the loops are going because that's the only component. Whatever you're doing live is the only component that's truly live. So it's the only thing that's moving, you know, that's that's real, um, that's not a recording. And so in order to be playing, you need your hands free. That's one of the things that's great about the harmonica, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. I want to take too long on this, um, but um, let's look at some stuff. So I'm going to open up this new angle. You can see kind of at my feet where the um, foot pedal is, and then we've got this camera angle here, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a better angle here. We're going to go all right, here we go. okay, so this is the loop station now we've got five tracks. Loop Station has five different tracks. You can you can basically loop infinite amounts of loops on each of those tracks, but you can only you know control each of these. These are faders for the tracks. I'm gonna mute the guitar. So you have controls over each of the tracks. You can play and record. You can stop them. You can undo on each track. And so the undo the ability to undo and redo on each individual individual track actually gives you quite a bit of control um, that's really cool because you can bring things out and in beyond you know even the five tracks. That's what the, you know the five tracks allows you to do is if you have you know drums on your beat on this track, oops, and you have you know let's say, these two tracks I have set up to, they can't play at the same time, and that allows you to create movements because you can trigger one um, in the middle of your playing. Um, you know, any down moment, you could press play on this one to trigger that, hey, I'm going to stop playing this one at the end of this loop and start this one. Um, and you can set that up, set each track um, up in that way, however you want to use it. If you, wanna, if you want them to play through once, 
They call it a one shot, or if you want it to play through um, re repeatedly, if you want it to be able to play with other tracks, that's called multi, or single would be if it, it can only play by itself, or any of the single tracks they can't play together. Only one single track can play at a time. Single can play with multi, but it can't play with other singles. Um, another really cool thing about this, um, there's so, it's there's so many different things you can do, um, and and they all have their uses. And so it does take it's like learning a new game. If you learn a new board game or a new video game, you got to learn all the parameters. This is the same kind of thing here. You got to learn all the parameters, but each each thing has um, it, it's useful. And um, well, let's start with um, these effects here. Here you have what are called um, your input effects. And the input effects, you might be able to guess from the name. They, any you you have four different effects that you can have at one time, and you can choose what each one of these are: A, B, C, D. And there's four banks as well, so you can choose from four different banks. So in total, you can have basically fourteen, uh, six, sorry, um, sixteen <coughs> effects at your disposal. These input effects go on whatever instrument is being played. Whatever sounds are coming in, those in those input effects will be on the inputs. And when you record onto one of these tracks, that will be recorded. So um but then once those once the tr loop is recorded, the input effects will have no effect on that recording. This knob is the input effects knob so you can control the intensity of the effect. You can go left to make the intensity less, right to make the intensity more. Um, but like for example, you can, you hear, can hear, I've got, got three effects. effects. All right, so here, this is a stereo enhancer, so it just kind of spreads my voice out. This is a delay. This is a, like a reverse reverb. You can see they all light up. So um, that's how you know you know what's on. If I press and hold this, it shows what bank I'm using. So right now I'm on bank D. If I want to change, and you can set. I at one point I had you've got four different knobs here that you can set to different you know settings. As you can see right now, if I get close, you'll see. I've got it set dub mode, the left one, mic level bounce and rhythm level at one point i had them set to control the banks because it's a little bit easier to be able to control the banks and then you could set you know which what is sort of your your current target effect and that way you can control the current target effect with foot pedals it's a little easier to, to set those the bank and that with these but ultimately i decided to change to different things but the input effect knob i've actually changed the input effect knob so that I don't use the input effect knob for the effects. I've set that actually to control the volume of the loops. I believe. Yeah. So like at the end when I faded everything, I did that with this with this knob. I've got the output level knob set to control my headphones. Um I've got headphones coming out of here. And that way I monitor everything through headphones rather than a PA. 
one of the reasons I'm doing this, rather than so when I'm live, I'm not coming through a, st- a, st- a stage monitor, um, is so that the I don't have to worry about the my own experience of the sound of the live sound. I'll just make sure my headphones are, are conditioned in a way that I like, and that way I can get into it and have a good time, which is really important. Because uh, obviously, if I'm not having a good time enjoying playing, that's going to come across. And you know, you want to. I think one of the most important things is that you have a good time playing, because that's what spreads to everyone else. So I'm monitoring through headphones rather than through a stage monitor, and then this allows me to control the volume. I've got that to set to control the headphone output. Um, dub mode is basically uh, dub mode is how things record essentially like typically so for example if I record la da 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 so I'm recording La da 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 da. So I'm recording. La da 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 da. So when it's when it's red, is recording. And there's nothing else recorded on there. When I press again, the dub mode that I have it in currently is gonna start. It's it's now the loop is created. Recording. And now I'm overdubbing. Nothing else recorded on there. When I press again, this red is coming through. That's the loop. It's gonna st- it's Once it gets around, you hear what I just said. The loop said is created. Recording. And now I'm recording now I'm another third loop. Recorded on there. When I press again, this red is coming that through. I have it in currently. All right, and then the if I press again, now it's Once green. It now what nothing is recorded. Recording. All right, so I just hit stop a couple times. I got settings, so when I hit stop twice, um, it, it'll it'll one when I hit it once, it'll stop the the loop from playing. Hit it again uh, or tap it twice, it deletes the loop. I can create this dub mode, set it to, so right now it's overdub, but if I set it to replace, you see what happens. So let's, let's, um, let's make a loop. We'll make a loop. Now I'm going to make overdub. We'll make a loop. Now I'm going to make overdub. We'll make a loop. All right, that's going. Now I'm going to make overdub. Now I'm going to set over the dub mode to replace. We'll make a loop. So now we're making a loop. And this is a different loop. So now we're making a loop. And this is a different loop. Making a loop. And this is a different loop. Get in a loop. All right, so I set dub mode back to um, overdub. But if you could see what happened, I can demo it one more time. So we'll do, we're, we're on overdub. Loop, loop, loop. Loop, 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 loop. Loop, 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 loop. Loop, loop, loop. We're going to set dub mode. Loop, 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 loop. To replace. Loop, 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 loop. We're going to replace this 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 loop. Now, why that's really useful is once you fill up all your tracks, I mean, it, one, if you just decide that you're kind of done with a loop and you want to you do something else, you know, fi- having five tracks is nice, but it is a little bit limited at times because sometimes you want to have many more layers. I mean, if you, if you do a lot of sound mixing, you, you know, people you have in there, and their DAWs, and their, um, you might have like 50 tracks or something, you know, of different instruments. So we obviously can't do that, and I think that's impractical in, in any device, really. I mean, you'd be bringing out a giant device if you had 50 tracks with 50 different faders and all this stuff. So, <clears throat> but what 
what is really cool is that you can get so much out of this device if you, if you learn how to use it. Another cool feature, so it, if one if once all these loops are, are taken up, I mean, there have been times where I'm, I'm playing around, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of over this, this loop. I don't want to get out of the the overall musical phrasing that I've got, but I just want to get rid of this and replace it with something else. I've got new ideas. And then without stopping the loop, you can you can go over it. Um, all right, let's see if I can demo this real quick. Trying to All right, let's see if I can demo this real quick. So if I want to change dub mode, and I kind of want to get, so I got that, that, it's a little high end for me, and it wears on you over time, right? So you kind of get, it's too much, I think, and so I don't like it anymore, but it's kind of cool, but you just can't have it too much, so let's change it to something else. I'm going to switch the dub mode, switch the dub mode to replace. There, I did it on accident, but let's see if I can undo that, actually. No, because it's replaced. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. So I'm going to replace this just... Alright, so I'm going to use a foot switch to trigger it. You're going to see it go yellow. When it goes yellow, that's it's now really going to be replacing the loop, but you're still going to hear that. reset the dub mode overdub because I only want to leave that setting there to make that one adjustment. I don't want to most of the time
when you're looping, at least in my experience, you want to be able to overdub because you end up doing many loops. Um, if you do if you do replace, you know, then you're only ever going to have be able to layer one loop because it's always going to replace it. So that that greatly limits, you know, the amount of different musical ideas you can, you know, get down because then you're limited to five. You're limited to those tracks. But if you use overdub, you can do hundreds, you know. So um, I was saying earlier, I, I'll show this. So here I've got my Logic application open, and I've just got different tracks, um, you know, MIDI tracks, software instrument tracks available. So I've gone through, through and found different voices that I like. I need to spend some more time doing that. Um, a really helpful thing would be to have a large library of high-quality sounds already mapped out and have those available that you can switch through. You kind of know which ones you like. If you got like, you know, 50 to 100 different sounds, you're like, I really love these sounds, and you figured out which ones you really like, get those organized. That's something I'm working on. Then now through the keyboard, I can bring any of those in. And... You know, you don't have to play really complicated things to be able to make interesting music. I mean, so much, so much I think of this um, labor is just putting the, in the work ahead of time to figure out what you want to use. So even, for example, this guitar that I'm holding in my hand that's kind of behind the angle, you know, finding out which guitar creates a sound that you want to use is really important. Um, even... There's a little more technology that I'm going to mention now that I think is really interesting, and um, I've experimented with using it. I've got one other thing that I'm really excited about using. So even like I've got a saxophone over there on the on the couch, <clears throat> and I've used harmonica. I've got harmonica here. Harmonicas are amazing um, because one of the things that this is one of th why I, I'm even diving into this looping um, the way that I am is because I found that. To, to do, you know, the three, eight to four hour gigs, um, you know, playing weddings and private events and um, bars and restaurants, you want to be able to keep the music really interesting. Um, I, for me, I like playing the music um, and it, I like the musical side of things more than the social side of things. And that's just um, a lot of who I am. It, for me, it's just really nice to play music. I like I like the experience of playing. Um I don't mind the the social aspect of it, um, and it's a really important aspect of it, <laughs> and I understand that. I mean, essentially, that's what music is. And so I, I um, it's um, but there are many times where that's not. I just you know I don't feel like it that day. It's um more difficult for me. So um, I wanted and I wanted to have beyond that. I wanted to have the option to be able to do things that are engaging musically. Uh, you know, when you're just playing solo gigs with a guitar and a voice, it's very limiting, and it and it it's um you're limited to those two tonalities, and over the course of three to four hours, it's pretty hard to keep that um just interesting to the human ear, and I think so. Then you're you're the only way you really can keep that interesting is by being engaging socially, and so that's where I didn't want to be sort of trapped into having you know any any particular day where 
I don't feel as socially capable um, that I'm stuck <laughs> and it's just going to be not as good of a gig. So I want to have lots of options, lots of ways to express myself, to express music, to contribute to what's going on. Um, and one of the ways to do that is give yourself way more instrumentation. And so that's what having the keyboard and the MIDI allows you to do and the looping allows you to do because you can get way more interesting um, sort of contexts. Um, and, um, and, and even just as a practice tool uh, or for a tool to do writing with, I mean, I've made so much different music in the, sh in the short time that I've really been working with this um, that I never would have made otherwise. And I mean, some really interesting, unique stuff. And, and I've had a really, really good time at playing out with it, too. I, I mean, this, this instrument, the, the Chinese, I've got a Chinese violin, right? I mean, how cool is it that you can bring that in? Um, all right, I'm going to get to the, um, want, that's why. So if we get this.
All right. All right, that's a, that was a decent example. I didn't feel like I quite got there in that jam. We've done some some more interesting ones, but um, it's not bad. Um, but um, <coughs> you got to work on techniques. So that that's one technique I'm trying to work on. Is, so with the feet, I don't know if you could see what I was doing with the feet. There's a, a, I'm, I'm switching on a track effect. So I'm going to put the guitar down. And let's bring this uh, back in here. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, you've got your input effects here. And so at times, like for example, in the voice, for me, if I want to do bass, If you if you use that effect, for example, on the keyboard, you can you can get a pretty nice bass sound. Or on the guitar, it's really, it's called a guitar to bass effect. Um, but for me, I think it sounds the best on the keyboard and also on the voice, uh, especially in the rest of a mix. It actually is not too bad. But those those input effects are on the input. So um, right now, if, if you notice, like when I when I'm doing those more ethereal vocals, I'm putting on a stereo enhancer, delay, delay and, and, and reverse. And reverse. reverse. So you get a pretty cool sound that way, um, and you know you just gotta play around with these different effects. But those are on the inputs. The same you can set the input effects so that they're only coming in on the guitar, or they're or like they're only in on instrument one, which is here, or instrument two, which is here, and I don't have an instrument two in there, or mic one or mic two. Um, <coughs> or you can set them so they, they go on on all effects. And for the guitar to bass, I think currently. There's different, like there's vocal harmonized uh, harmonies in this that are part of this um, unit as well, and those I set. Well, you can I've got different banks, and you could set them for for the instrument because then you get um, you know harmonies on your instrument, which is pretty cool. Um, I've heard them used really well. In fact, um, one of one of the next steps for me, one of the things I'm looking into is a MIDI harmonica. And so as I was mentioning. A big part of why I'm doing all this is because you want to be able to implement as many different instruments as possible, so you g give interesting uh, textures and tonalities to your listeners, and that's what I want to do. And uh, so one of the things I've picked up in the last few years is the harmonica, and and I I did that specifically because I wanted more sounds uh, to offer in solo gigs. Because like I, I got, I would have a basic looper and I would play leads, but it'd be pretty nice to just be able to not play off of a loop and be able to make genuine live music with multiple instruments by yourself. Um, the harmonica allows you to do that. Harmonica, I think, is an amazing instrument, um, probably underappreciated. Um, I know it's used quite a bit, but like any bias against the harmonica is unfounded because it's an amazing instrument. The ability that, the, the, uh, that you can pick up an instrument and blow into it and get good notes. You know, if you're playing in key with with if you if if somebody's playing in C and you pick up a C harmonica and you've never played before, you're gonna be able to sound all right. You know, you you're gonna be able to get some notes that work, 
And that is amazing because <laughs> that's not the way it is for, for a lot of instruments, even your own voice. So I started researching the possibility of a MIDI harmonica, and apparently it is new technology. Um, here, while I, while I talk about this, I'll do this. The MIDI, the MIDI harmonica is new technology. I think the first ones really just came out within the last couple of years. And so shout out to, I don't know if Tim, if Tim, Uncle Tim's bench would be interested in this, but shout out to, to you if, if maybe this, this is something you'd be interested in. But there's some MIDI harmonicas out now that look amazing. Um, there's only a couple. There, there, there's one that's made in China, I think called like the HM12. And there's one um, in that's made out of Sweden called the DM48X. Now, what's amazing about the DM48X is that it's Bluetooth. Um, it, it, it can connect via Bluetooth. And so what that's going to mean is I'm, I'm going to be able to get sounds out of, you're going to be able to connect to your, your laptop or your iPad with your harmonica and get whatever sounds are in there. So these same sounds that I'm getting... These same sounds you're gonna be able to get with the harmonica. Got that too loud. Sorry. A little too loud. So be able to get those with a harmonica. I mean, imagine you can, you're playing the steel drums through a harmonica. You're playing a Chinese air hu violin through, through a harmonica. And once, so once you learn, you can play a trumpet through the harmonica. You can play a saxophone through the harmonica. And I've always been like a little bit on the fence with MIDI kind of instruments because they never sound to me, they've never sounded like real instruments. And so much of that is because it's so hard to get the, 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 the minor details of, of what it, what you actually get when you play an instrument, you know, um, and that and that's I think always going to be the case because what you try to recreate when you try to recreate something digitally, um, because the reality is infinite, and that's what what's amazing about reality, and un, uh, you can't understand it; it doesn't make any sense. Like uh, I don't know, I can't understand what the, what infinite is. But that does does seem to be what we have with reality. There's literally an infinite array, like of from from dark from total darkness to total light, whatever you know. There's um, the the color spectrum is infinite. You know, you can always split down to a in, in between any particular shades. You can get if you it's infinite, which you know doesn't make sense to to my mind. But it that's that's what I observe. Um, I think I think that's what we all observe and that's but so when you try to recreate reality with something digital we with digital we're limited to to the numbers and so we can't get between you know uh it, there there becomes we can't fill in all we can't make infinite <laughs> we don't know how to do that <laughs> so so 
you can't recreate, you know, exactly. But I watched some people on YouTube, and uh, and um, Holly, I should have said something. I saw your I saw your message, and then I got sidetracked with the music that I was playing. Um, <coughs> watched people on YouTube that were playing this DMX, uh, DM48X, and it it inspired me to 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 do it because. Um, they were playing saxophone, they were playing flute, they were playing trumpet, and these solos sounded like real solos to me. I mean, you if you really listen closely, you could be like, okay, that's not quite, it's not quite, and I, cause I know it's not, but it was so good that it's like, you, you can overlook it because of how real the performance still feels, and so you're able to express enough of what you want to express that just the utility of the device is totally worth it would i rather have uh a a flawless saxophone be able to play flawless saxophone um just all the all the kind of tones and tonalities you want to get out of it would i rather have that or would i rather have the ability to incorporate literally thousands of instruments and all i have to do is learn how to play one and i and you know you still want to know like what sax how sax tends to sound because then you can you can play it in a, in such a way that models um, you know sax solos that you would find in other music or, or what a trumpet sounds like and so you can go after the, you can try to recreate that but um, the the point is after watching these people play you can you can really do it with this instrument so then just with a guitar and a voice or just just with the, just with yourself if you've got a guitar and you've got this harmonica. You're able to create so many different soundscapes. Um, I mean, you can even play chords. What this other guy did with this harmonica, <coughs> I thought it was so cool. He sent this harmonica through his harmony pedal. He had a, uh, uh, what was it called? The Electro Voice or something. I can't remember what it's called, but I've got a Boss uh, harmony pedal. And so I'm sure it would work the same with this. I could run a guitar through the harmony pedal if I really wanted to. But he sent the harmonica through the harmony pedal. And what the harmony pedal can do is it can track um, the key that you're in and also any other instrumentation. Um, you can send that through the pedal. So it will choose harmonies based on the key that you're in and the music that's playing. And so if you can imagine you, you are playing your harmonica through the harmony pedal and it's, choos it's, it's choosing harmonies based on the key and you could have two multiple, you could have three-part harmonies Essentially, what you're able to do is create chords that follow the music by playing individual notes. And so you can you could through a harmonica be able to play an orchestra. You can and and it, this guy modeled it and it and it really works. Um, because that's the problem with with um some with a harmonica to a degree. If you want to get chords, you're limited to the the chordal pattern of the harmonica. But if you allow a pedal to choose the harmonies for you, then you're able to get chords that actually follow the music, and you can really kind of sense, you know, where it's going and what chords it's going to pick, and you could do that all through the, through the, um, through choosing single notes. So I think this is amazing. I, um, the, the Sweden is apparently sold out of this unit, but, um, uh, so these things are really hard to get right now, but, um, I, th that, that's where I'm headed. And so then, even 
this is what's really cool about um, this particular guitar, which is a recent gift from my dad. And he probably didn't know this, but um, it gets a really good kick sound. Overall, not bad. And so, just with the guitar, you can, and, and this looping, you can get lead sounds. We've got a wah pedal on, down there. I've got a distortion pedal down there. Um, able to create loops, harmonies on the voice. And so, as a solo performer, it's just kind of amazing how much different sound you can get. Um, you know, so... So a little bit to set up, so that's something to think about. But um, all right, let's look at the um, the track effect. Now I'm not going to go through all the different effects, but well, we could sure. Let's look. Let's look at the input effects. So let's say I'm going to go to my A library, and we're going to look at. Check, check, check. All right. So make sure I'm on my A library. Yeah. All right. So here you can see it's got electric effects. It's got robot effects. Pitch bends. Transpose. Transpose. Slow gear. Tell you what, I'm gonna So I got an auto harmony on this. It's got that's got high high. Right, so I'm gonna go here. We got I was on auto harmony high. But we can go through like robot, robot, hello. Transpose. That was a pitch bend that we heard. So transpose, and then you can control, you know, what, how many steps up you go. Now we sound like we have helium. Slow gear, slow gear. So auto riff, sustainer, guitar to bass, rhythm modulator. Lo-fi, flanger, phaser, HPF, all right, so what's, what, um, that's just there's, and there's a number of different more effects um so you have quite a few different effects that you can use um and put those on your instrument or on your voice those are on those are the input effects then we got the track effects you've got four options and four banks so you can have four different effects on it in, in any one particular time um <clears throat> the um the ones i've got here 
I've got a beat repeat, and that's what I was doing where you, you, you like if you go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, I think that's really cool because what you can do is you can get the you know the the music to be skipping and then you can bring them all out, which I've got an all there's an all start, all stop button there, but I've also set one foot pedal at my feet to trigger the all stop, all start. And so you can get that loop beat going, uh or the uh, beat beat repeater going, and then take all the instruments out, let your guitar instrument hang or your vocal hang, um, in terms of let a note sustain, and then bring it back in on the beat without the beat repeater on, and then you're right back into the music. Same kind of thing with this um, uh, BPF, um, so you'll hear what that is. One, two, so it's almost like a wah pedal for all the tracks and then you can control which track effects so the track effects are after the effect or after the fact the input effects as you can see this vocal one two has no no effects on it and if i if i put one of these effects on it it's not going to affect the track watch but it will affect my voice but it doesn't affect the track but now if i Use the track effects. One, two, three, four. It does. If I take this off. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So the point is, it's only going to affect the track effects. Only go on whichever whichever tracks you select that you want those track effects on, which is pretty nice. And the the ability to have so much control over every possible thing that this can do and control it to each track um it's um it just creates i mean i i haven't even scratched the surface i don't feel like of what's possible with this <coughs> um so uh i'm going to be diving into it more um i feel like i should also show on the floor what i've got here Let's do it like this. So this device here, <coughs> you have um, this is my my pedal board, and it's a monster. Um, but and the only reason it really is a monster is so that I can use this Boss 505. So on the left top, you've got um, a Boss um, loop, a Boss harmony pedal called the VE2. I think this thing is amazing. Um, I've heard. Um, I don't. I've always. I was. A, I was not really a for uh, harmony pedals for a long time, but eventually, I feel like they've either got good enough or my ears got bad enough. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's what it is. I think my ears have gotten a lot better actually. But um, if you use them well, you can get really good sounds out of them. Um, 
and I think they only they work really well with certain voices. I think this one works really well with my voice, where it really sounds. If I if I put the settings right, it really sounds like another singer. I've heard it on other voices where I think it doesn't. It just doesn't really work having those two tonalities together, like having a copy of your own of your own tonality. I don't think it works for every tonality. <clears throat> so, um, I think that's something you got to keep in mind. But having the ability to put harmonies on your voice at the touch of a a switch is amazing. All the, all these um, and then you also have effects. So right now I've got all the effects switched off, but if I hit this, you can hear I've got a little bit of an echo, a little bit of a delay. That's the harmony. Now I've got it off. Okay. Next to it, I've got a uh, RC1 looper, which is what I've been using for my gigs for a long time. Uh, once the tabletop loopers, I'm using this, it makes the RC1 kind of unnecessary, but it's still kind of nice to have that looper there ahead of the harmony chain. Um, for now, that's the way I think I'm going to keep it because I can put a simple loop on that um, if I don't want to get into the, the more depth with the um, Boss 505. But eventually what I would need to do is run the whatever's coming out of the Boss 505 also through the harmony pedal. I could also use the harmonies that are built into the Boss 505, um, but I found that this VE2 is more successful. It's better overall. It gets better tone, works better for me. So I kind of want to keep using it. Maybe the most important thing down here, um, well, there's two two things that are here for my, well, a number of things that are here for my guitar. One is the um, the T-Rex um, Soulmate, Acoustic Soulmate, and it's got a compressor, a delay, reverb, a boost, a modulation, a tuner, EQ. It's even got a looper in it, but I never use the looper. Um... Having these effects to be able to put ahead of time on your guitar, I think, is really helpful. Being able to have delay and reverb on your guitar, I think, is really important. The compressor just helps me control the volume from my pedal, which is nice if you're plugging into anybody else's system. Um, <clears throat> or even when I'm plugging into my own, I can just make those changes right there. Um, but having the reverb and delay is really important because it helps you find um, a sound that really works in whatever space you're in. You want to get the right volume, but you also want to get the right effect on your on your delay and reverb, I've found, because I think it just sits better in the atmosphere, in people's ears. I think that's really important. I've got an LR Beggs um, uh, Venue DI. That's there to as an EQ control. Uh, it's also got a tuner, and it's got a notch to take out um, any feedback that's coming through the acoustic guitar. Um... It's also got a boost. It's a little bit overkill with the um, with the Soulmate um, because they they have some of the same features, but I still like having both of them there. So I do because um, I like the EQ better on the uh, on the bags LR bags venue. I like the tuner better on the uh, the T Rex, um, and then it also gives me more volume control. Hmm. I don't know, still playing around with it. I've got a overdrive pet or a screamer tube screamer and also crybaby wah pedal. I think wah pedal is awesome. You know, you can't use it too much. I don't I, I don't usually use it in most songs, but it's nice to have to go to every once in a while because it's different. And I again 
I think that's one of the that's the name of the game to a degree is different. Always trying to create different sounds. Surprise the ear. Don't don't let the ear get bored. As much as you can do to try to to keep sounds, you know, fresh and engaging and interesting. All right. Maybe the most important thing, at least as it relates to the Boss Five Hundred Five, is this um, FC Ten Ten FCB Ten Ten um, <clears throat> Behringer Foot Controller. This was a total pain to configure. <coughs> really, uh, I I I probably cursed. Um, on, on a couple of occasions trying to get this thing configured. It's really a, a bit of a nightmare. But and I and I kind of got once I got it to a certain point, I'm never gonna mess with it again because it's that frustrating to configure. But the the awesome thing once I got it configured, one of the big things about using the tabletop looper is you want to be able to record things without having to use your hands. And and so that's what one of the biggest things this allows you to do. And so what I've got this set up for it's got basically 10 switches that are all triggered to either record or stop, record, play, and stop each of these five tracks. I wish they were, I could use them more than just, than just that, and, I, and to me it seems like you should be able to, but because like other loopers, you can get play, record, and stop all from one trigger. I feel like you, can get, you should be able to get that from that, but you can't, so I have to use 10 to accomplish that. And then the expression pedals on the, on the right, one is to control the input effects and one is to control the track effects um i've configured that before to where the left one the left expression actually controls the loop audio or the loop volume that way i can fade out while i'm still playing which is pretty nice because you can keep the music feeling like live music while you fade out um which is I mean, that's the only way I can think you can do that. Um, so that's pretty nice. Um, but overall, I've decided that it's, it's going to be more useful to me to be able to control the input effects with that um, so that I can control those input effects while I'm playing and so I don't have to stop playing and, and you know, fiddle with the knob up here, you know, to, you know, so I can actually really dial in that that effect while I'm actually playing the instrument and and listening to it. <clears throat> okay, I think that might be all I really want to express with this. Um, it's nice to be the other thing. I guess I didn't mention the um, the there's a rhythm uh, drum drum kits you can. I've also set so I can control the tempo right here. That's something that um so I'm I'm controlling the the kit with a foot switch. I can take it in or out. Um okay, I've never really used these kind of things before where you cuz I I just don't like I, I never liked them because I just felt they felt unnatural, but it's pretty cool to uh have that available. And it's really worked in some instances where the, the kit just really connects with the music. So I think if you put some planning and, and time into figuring out which kits work with which songs, you could really plan out some cool stuff. It definitely adds an element, and especially if I'm using the guitar to create a beat like I showed earlier, and then you, you add that on top, you can get different dynamics. And I think that's one of the coolest things about the Loop Station is it allows you to achieve dynamics, a, a lot of different dynamics. Um, as a solo performer that you just can't really do um, 
otherwise. Um, being able to control the rhythm kit and then I'm able to control the, the volume level here, which is, I think is really important. You need to be able to access that volume level pretty quickly and make those adjustments. Um, being able to use the rhythm kit um, and bring it in and out, I think is pretty cool. Um, and and then what really makes it work is when you record your loop, this loop station automatically detects the the tempo. So let's let's demo that real quick. So. This is one of the things I'm excited about this loop station. Um, Harry says, trying to see what you said. Hang on. All right. All right, so we're going to do something slow. Let's see. I didn't do it very well. Still didn't do it great, but I'm going to leave it there. So now it's detected the tempo of that. And one of the things that I found in using the more basic looper, the RC1, there are times where I put a loop down and I was like, ah, it's, it's too slow. And now I have to, I'll, I'll pick it you know, back up by playing, canceling the loop then speeding and re-recording but it'd be nice to be able to just speed it up instantly because different times the energy after the loop goes for a little bit you start connecting more uh, loosening up it feels like the tempo needs to pick up but and with an actual band you'd be able to do that but you can't do that through the looper but with this you can so you can just So I'm going to start it here. Now, since it detects the tempo, if I start the drum kit, it's automatically going to sync to that tempo. I'm going to find a different kit. See, there we go. A little better. All right, so now let's speed it up.
right, so basically what I've done here now, let's see if you can see here. So I've got two loops now, and this is what I was talking about earlier is these two are, are single recordings in terms of they cannot play at the same time. They can play with any of these other three. So you can have four, I can have four different tr um, technical tracks going at any one time. But if I hit play on here, it is going to say end this loop at the end of the loop and then start playing this one. So this way we can get, and I'm going to use my feet to do, do the switching. That way I can play and get a sense of movement in the music. on that G chord as long as I want to. Alright, I'm going to switch it. So I trigger it. You see them flashing. Triggered. It's going to switch to the end of the loop. It switches. You can see it like right here um, in the screen on the top, top right. When it's flashing, that means I've triggered it where one is going to stop playing and the other is going to start. So that's like a, a stripped down um, example of what you could do to actually create the movements in the music. So if you've got a verse, chorus, verse, chorus for song, you know you can set up your verse, set up your your verse instrumentation on on this, on track two. You know you could have you can have these tracks set up so that you can have certain ones play together, and then so you can set up your verse, chorus, verse, chorus, trigger them and trigger them to change. Um, so that's something that, and it, it, well, if I've got these two as singles, track two and track three, and then the other three, one, four, and five are multi, a lot of times what I like to do is create my beat on number one, because I want that to be able to play with anything. And then four or five is usually I, I keep as decoration, whatever's going to be over the top. If, it, if it's, it's more like your pads, you know. Um, but I'm going to put the chord progressions like the bass, you know your, your guitar, any, anything that's gonna that really needs to be um, synced with those chord progressions and rhythms. I'm gonna layer those on two and three. If I want to do a song that's kind of a, a verse, chorus, verse, chorus kind of kind of thing. Um, so I think that shows a lot of what this is capable of. Um, one of the, I'm, I'm gonna be playing the City Market downtown um, tomorrow night, and 
I want to see if I can if I can demo this real quick. Actually, let's see if this works. What I was wanting to do is create some instrumental music and have um, sort of philosophers, philosophers, um, that sounds like falafel. <laughs> I want to have philosophers uh, speaking over the topics. I've listened to you know a lot of different philosophers. I've studied it, um, and I like a lot. Um, I think it's really interesting. I like hearing the way, the way different people articulate and, and express ideas and, and just think about ideas. And... You know, a lot of a lot of people put um, sort of philosophers uh, speaking to music, and um, for some reason my computer's not connecting to the internet. I don't really understand why, because it is it is connected. You know, what maybe I can do is Actually, I'm just going to do a, uh, just okay, so that works. Um, so b what I'll do is I'll download some, uh, some tracks. I'll download it on my phone. But basically, what, it, what, it, what it'll be is um, I'll have different speeches that are downloaded to the computer. And then what I can do, and this is, a, um, this is something I didn't demo yet. I can use those audi that audio as input. Um, also, I've set up um, my FX track on number on track number one to mute the microphone. If I take that out, it'll mute and unmute microphone. So as you can see, it's muted, and now it's brought back in. Um, that's really important for looping because you you know whatever when you're looping, whatever instruments are active, whether it's a microphone, it's gonna, it's going to be picking up the ambient noise that's here and and layering that onto your into your loops. So you want to limit that as much as possible. So being able to mute the microphone when I'm recording guitar parts or something else, keys parts, I don't want I don't want the um, you know that sound of of my hands on the keys coming through into the microphone and getting into the loops. It just muddies things up. You want to keep the loops as clean as possible. So being able to being able to mute, mute the microphone is really important. But be able to play audio from the computer since the computer is connected to the um the loop station any audio that comes through this computer is basically like an instrument and so I can record it on the loop so what I what I'll do is I'll record um you know some philosophy, or I could even just play it have it being playing from the computer um but I probably like to record it as a loop um I don't know no I'll just play it and then I could set the volume there so then I could just play it I could record it as a loop, and I can use it in the, in, in the music. But that way I can create these more um, sort of meditative musical uh, um, pieces, I guess, um, that, and then have something engaging um, to listen to lyrically without having to do all the singing. And I think this will be really cool to, to take to the city market 
or or uh, performance opportunities kind of like that. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to do that uh, tomorrow. Uh, given the weather is good, I know it's supposed to rain. But, um, yeah, um, I tell you what. I'm going to do one song. <coughs> I'm going to perform my new song. And uh hope you guys like it. Got a new capo in. Oh, I misplaced my other capos. This one really works well. Alright. Let's give this a try. Here we go. I've been so lonely. I'm not going to loop, by the way. That's one of the beauties of the loopers. You don't have to use it all the time. I've been so lonely by adult life Like no one understands me It's churning inside I kind of didn't want to use the word feeling, but every time I sing it, I want to use feeling, so I'm just going to use feeling. I've been so lonely my adult life Like no one understands me this feeling inside There been some That came along That it seemed like they knew But you can count the days Till that feeling is through And so I'm left lonely Every time But maybe that's exactly so much to give and I'm in love with the world the way it is it is enough and it's why I need to live it's laying the foundation to discover my purpose to discover my purpose Now when I feel lonely, I just look around Cause there ain't no way I'm lonely I think I finally figured it out For someone to hold me Ain't what it's all about I need to see what I can get How I can show Recovering from the 
flu. Well, I thought my woman would be the key to all my doubt. But that fight's all my own and one she could do without. As I realize I can be an answer to the questions in her life, but it's not complicated. How you can show love to your world the way it is And know that you're enough The reason we need to live Is because we are the only ones Who can understand our loneliness And this is our purpose This is a new guitar. Taking the effects off. This is a new guitar, and um, like I said, it was a gift for my dad, which I'm really excited about. It's a Gibson J45. Uh, always heard about these guitars. Never had one. Didn't think I would have one now. Um, my my Yamaha that I've had for like 20 years. <clears throat> that over the course of time, I, I just really learned. I really really like it. Just a it was a, a $300 guitar when I bought it. Um, it is. <laughs> it shows its age and um it needs work done on it but overall i'm really happy with what i'm able to get out of it and i just love this i love it but um this one has different tones that it gets out of the pickup and um and also since changing climates this was given to me in tennessee and south carolina has a a, a different effect on guitars on acoustic guitars and so this needs a setup there's a lot to really like about this guitar. I'm really happy to be playing it, but it doesn't get as through the p through the pickup. It's a more surface level kind of. Uh, I would call it more tinny. It's not really tinny, but it's more tinny than what I'm getting on my Yamaha. So I'm really inclined to to stick more with the Yamaha. But there's aspects of this that are just way cleaner in terms of the sound that it gets overall. And um, so I don't know. There's upsides and downsides, but um, anyway. I'll leave it there. Thanks for tuning into my my uh, live stream. If you enjoyed it, it's going to be in podcast form on Spotify and all that stuff. And um, yep. Hope this is interesting to you. For anybody that's interested in getting the Bosch 505, if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. I really have put quite a bit of time into this, and I understand it pretty deeply at this point. It's an amazing device, and I can't wait to really be able to pull off different things. You do have to, it's like learning an instrument. You have to learn different techniques to really pull off some of what's possible um, in here. Oh, I should mention the last thing that I didn't mention, which is the bounce <coughs> effect, <coughs> or one of the things that I didn't mention that I've got available here is the bounce effect, which 
one of the things you can do is you can send all of your recordings, any of your loops, you can actually record what's currently looping into an into a different track, which is really nice. So if you create a nice sound bed and you, you what you can do is you can let's say if you're doing your verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Let's say I recorded a bunch of things on the on the other four tracks and uh you know got my chorus kind of the way I want it. And then you use the faders to kind of get the, the volume levels right. Make sure it's mixed. And then once it's mixed, you could bounce it all to one track and then delete all the other tracks so you've got all of what you did onto one track and now all the other ones are available again for recording something new um, and putting new effects on it and stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. You can, you can what, whatever you bounce, you can bounce it with track effects on it. So it's almost like getting an, another opportunity to put input effects, but this time you're working with the track effects, which are, are different a different library of effects. Um, just an amazing um, device. I'll mention one other thing that I um, have played around with. Um, there is a, I've got a little computer microphone that I was setting here on my keyboard at times and running through <coughs> my laptop and using it as a MIDI controller. And I hope to replace that with this harmonica that I talked about earlier. Um, but I, I got a software that allowed you to run the microphone essentially as a MIDI controller and it would process your voice and get its uh, the note, sort of the pitch and the intensity and you could use it to control uh, MIDI and then the application or the software that, that I was using to, to process that also would convert it to chords and so you could set keys and create chords and you could even set triggers through the microphone so if you went it would be a snare drum, or like would be it would actually trigger a snare drum snap sound. So you could do beats and stuff through the through the mic, but it wasn't quite. I don't think it's quite there in its development. Um, but it's pretty amazing the the tech that's out there, and um, so it's probably not that far away before you're able to really what what you're going to be capable of doing as a solo performer is going to be phenomenal um, in terms of the soundscapes and the quality of sounds. And the amount that you're able to control uh, and really create, you know, approach creating what feels like live band music as a solo performer. Anyway, hope you guys found this interesting. Thanks again. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out. Like, share, leave a comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. See you guys later. Peace.